straight up apologise for that intro music. We're, it's early days, <laughs> we're still experimenting with this stuff and hopefully we'll get it together. But um, yeah, not on the basis of that little number. Well, each time we do it, we, we, we try a new one and um, like that's, that is terrible, Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll go to plan B. Yeah, okay. um, but hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast where we tear down, pressure test and rebuild the issues of the automotive week. I'm James and I'm joined by Richard. Hello. And this week, a rising star in the editorial team, our very own J3. Hey. Yeah. This is our first episode. You might even call it a pilot build, and we'll do our best to make sure the shut lines are even, the paint finish is flawless, and the engine runs sweetly. This week, with local manufacturing winding down, we'll crown the worst-looking Australian-made car of all time and discuss the hits and misses of this year's Frankfurt Motor Show, We'll also ask the question, is the Nissan GTR a supercar or just a high-performance monster? And look at people who complain that driving is too hard. Are they full of it or are they onto something? We'll also pull apart anything else that bobs up along the way. We'll aim to call it straight and want you to be part of the conversation. Each week we'll cover as much of your feedback as possible. Just search Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. So, look, first up, people, we've got uh, this post that, that one of our colleagues, Tom, uh, threw out there onto the interwebs today, and that was about a choice of four different Australian-made cars, and what are you going to click on to say it's the worst looking? The candidates are AU Falcon, EA Falcon, VB Commodore, VN Commodore. One seems to be streaking out in front, but where do you guys sit with this whole question? AU Falcon. Um, seriously, I think it was, was called the kinetic uh, design language. I think it is the most disgusting right. thing I've ever seen in my life. J3, you're flinching at, at that. At least Come on. it tried. I mean, I'm, I'm on party EA Falcon. It is the worst design. You look at it, it's just a generic box with wheels on it. At least the AU Falcon. I mean, yeah, it was kind of ugly, but at least it tried to be something new. Mate, uh, mm. look, at the time, I'm old enough that I went to the EA Falcon launch. Mm. Okay. And at the time, in context, that car was quite something. Mm. It looked okay. 2017, not so much. AU is an all-time bad-looking car. Mm. In a century, people will look back on that car and say, what a disaster. They'll look back on it and go, which is the front and which is the back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Like a worm. At least they'll look back on it and remember it. I mean, really, if you showed a picture of an EA Falcon to anybody, would they be like, oh, that's the EA Falcon? Look, or would they just be like, oh, recall, that's just a car? As I recall, AU Falcon owners, some of them were so distraught and uh, upset by the grill, like the cheese cutter grill, <laughs> that sliced one. It looked like the thing that you cut meat with in the deli. Um, they swapped that out for the egg crate grill that was in the commercial vehicles, like the you don't want to have you. They were pulling out all stops to try and make their forlorn vehicle look half presentable. It was a disaster. Not really. Oh, I mean, it, it gave us the B.A. Come on. It gave us the, the B.A. Yeah. And mate, the BA, <laughs> the BA was a cobbled together response to try and save some ground because the AU was driving a stake through Ford Australia's heart. I don't care what you say, James. I like the BA. It's epic. It's a good car. Well, All right, I now look, we've, you're a, a we've, Ford Taurus fan as well, are you? No, 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 no. What no, about no. the Ford no. Probe? No, no. no. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not Team Probe. I'm not Team Ford. God, my wife Taurus. hates that name. Hates that car name. <laughs> <laughs> we drove somewhere in a Ford Probe once, and she said, "I feel uncomfortable." It's getting a bit personal, James. Anyway. 
Um, so all we've talked about is Falcons. The other two contenders, of course, are Commodores, VB, circa 1978, and VN, circa 1988, I want to say, um, something like that. Um, it seems as though the online community is coming down crushingly, sorry, J3, on the AU Falcon as being oh, the, the worst-looking car of all time. What do, you, what do we think of those Commodores? They're okay then. They're fine. I like the VB. You like the VB? Richard? Yeah. The VB definitely over the VN. VN. Um, my dad had a, an SS uh, uh, VN, and I thought it was pretty cool at the time. But yeah. um, like looking back on it, it wasn't. I think the, the one word that sums up the VN's uh, misfortunes design-wise was track. That you had those inboard wheels, the body yeah. just overhung the wheels. Yeah. And look, it was a pretty com- contemporary shape at the time, mm. but it just looked wrong in terms of that. I've got another wild card to throw in here that's not in Tom's four choices. The Lightburn Zeta. That's an Australian-built car, pure and simple. Mm. You, no idea you sure what that you, is. Oh, Jesus, mate. J3, you call yourself a car nerd a and you don't know what Zeta. the Lightburn Zeta is. Another another car which gets pretty bad rap, um, but I think it's one of the most beautiful, is the Winton Turbo. <laughs> it's of course. The well-established South Australian car Absolutely. company. Absolutely. Look, the, the Winton, well, the Winton Turbo is the, the marquee model. That's right. There, were, that's there the, was an entire range backing it up. We, mm. can, we can get to that in future mm. episodes. Mm. But mm. The, the Zeta was built between 63 and 65, funnily enough, in South Australia, really? as was the Winton Turbo. Yeah. Um, and happily, the company Lightburn was a maker of cement mixers <laughs> and washing machines and decided that it would be a good idea to build a 324cc two-stroke two-door hatch that yeah. didn't have a rear hatch door. Branch hadn't so you actually had to open one of the side doors, fold the seat forward and put anything that you wanted in the back via the side door. So it had no boot. It was an unmitigated disaster. You're saying it had no boot. No hatchback. boot. No, no boot. hatchback. But they made a sports model which looked like a Frisbee with a couple of headlights on the front of it and a small windscreen on and the top. And stripes, most likely. No, no stripes. no stripes. It was a very clean, clean design. So, you know, if you were going to go outside Tom's 4, I'd be putting my hand up for the light burn Zeta, but I think mm. the AU Falcon is it. Mm. But mm. It, we need to hear mm. what you are thinking, dear listener. Uh, make sure that you get on to us via um, Facebook or Instagram, and it's comments at carsguide.com.au. Send us an email. Send us an audio file. That'd be good. You can actually join the conversation. So we'll leave it there with J3 steadfastly standing on top of the EA Falcon. He wants to crush it. Everyone else is on the AU Falcon. So that's a fairly clear-cut lack of unity on that particular discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then, moving on. Frankfurt. The massive extravaganza of shiny sheet metal, rubber and glass that happens in Germany every two years. That major European show alternates with Paris. This year it was Frankfurt. And we happen to have a presence there. And we've done a little bit of stuff um, online uh, through our uh, sister high performance subsidiary, um, Oversteer. And what are, you, what are you calling out as your hits and misses? There was so much fresh metal. Um, but uh, what are you guys, what, first of all, hits? What, what was the big hit for you, J3? Uh, the big hit for me, um, I reckon, was the Honda Urban EV concept. Yep. Uh, something uh, took everybody's attention, really, and yep. for it deserved it as well. Yep. It's a funky little design. I love it. It yep. uh, looks like a Golf GTI for the 20, I don't know, 22nd century, and I yep. love those Alpina, like, they look like Alpina-inspired wheels. They do. And look, much as I hate to agree with you, I think that was 
absolutely um, to stand out. It's 100 millimetres shorter bumper to bumper than a Jazz. It's mm. tiny. Yeah, yeah. And it had 20-inch rims on it. Mm. And it's going to have some electric motor and some battery pack. That's not been made clear. But it's going to be on sale in Europe by 20, I want to say 2019. So Will it? Will it? Oh, who knows? People say things at motor shows and it just goes off into the they ether. Do. But that's, the things that's that have been said to me at motor shows that have just not happened. All right. Well, there's two of us, Richard, on that one. What are you I, look, I do. I, I'm a big fan of the Urban EV as well. I do. I, I like how J3 commented that it was a, a Golf GTI for the 22nd century. Yeah. Um, would, would be quite interested to hear what uh, the people at Volkswagen um, have to say about a, uh, a Honda doing their job better than they do it. Um, I, I was a big fan. I like it. I think it looks fantastic. Um, I also like the Kia Proceed uh, yep, yep. shooting brake concept. Thing. The Kia Proceed concept. Really yeah. like it. I don't believe we'll ever see it, um, yeah. but I think it looks amazing. I think Kia as uh, as a brand has come a long way. I think when um, one of our colleagues, uh, Mr. Pritchard, uh, put his forth- thoughts on that forward, he said, "Is it a sedan, a hatch, a wagon?" He mm. didn't know, mm. but in the best possible way that it was. Yes such a, a shapely kind of sleek looking form that it was difficult to kind of categorize it or pigeonhole it which i thought was a, a really interesting comment um anything else that stood out for you j3 any kind of near misses special mentions notable entrance? Um, uh mercedes project one uh, mercedes amg project one concept sorry i should say <laughs> that seems like the most just Putting on spoilers for the sake of putting on spoilers. There's no fun. But is that your? Is that another kind of special mention? Miss. Oh, it's a miss. I don't. Great. Like Let's it, no. move straight into misses. That's yeah, perfect. I'm Let's happy to go straight to misses, into misses straight away. Good. So that's the project one, Richard. Absolutely agree. Agree there, Mercedes Benz. You can do better than this, and yeah. so can BMW with that that toothy yeah. badger that it they released. Bit, it looks a bit like Bugs Bunny. What is it? The, it's the, uh, the vision, vision, vision dynamics yeah. concept. Yeah, no, that's that's a bit of a bit it's of rubbish. Terrible. And look, I'm with you completely on that Mercedes AMG Project One, 746 kilowatts, 350 kilometers an hour, electric motors on the front wheel, F1 style, and it is a dog's breakfast. It looks like something I would make. Feeding it yeah. looks like something I would have a go at in it the It doesn't back even shed. look like a dog's breakfast. It looks like a cat's breakfast. Cat's breakfast, which, yes. let me tell you, we've got a cat, <laughs> and those breakfasts are horrible. They are dirty, I sometimes slip a bit of tuna in there on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah she loves cat's that. Cat's breakfast. But, uh, it, yeah, cat's breakfast is not pretty. So there's that. I all, in, on, the, on the hit side, um, there were a couple of nice cars. There. I like the new Bentley Continental GT which looks as if it's been slightly kind of pancaked. It's mm. been flattened down a bit and made wider, and it's made it look a little more aggressive. You know, Bentley, it's always going to be a niche brand, but in terms of a aspirational car that you like the look of, I thought it was pretty striking. What's different about this Bentley as opposed to other Bentleys? Look, in the, in the biggest mm. se- uh, sense of the, the thought, nothing. nothing. Um, yep. It's going to be your Posamobile. Yep. It's not a sports car. It's a big GT Cruiser. Mm. Um, and in fact, it's the GT that they launched. Mm. Um, it just looks imposing. Mm. It's got those big laid-back round headlights mm. and um, beautifully sh- sort of surfaced mm. body and all of that stuff. Um, I just think it's a great car for Monaco or, you know, Gold Coast if you've got your white shoes laced up. Chris Vegas. Yeah, yes. like a golf club near you. Yeah, yeah. yeah could not, be. not my local golf club. <laughs> Marrickville Golf Club. <laughs> <laughs> it can't get stolen in that car. Fine. Okay, look, we've put some hits and misses out there. A certain amount of unanimity in, in that, which was interesting. Mm. Um, unlike our, you know, strange EA Falcon um, compatriot over there. Um, now, which brings us to the third topic. And this one's yours, J3. The GTR... Um, you're asking whether it's a genuine supercar 
yep. or whether it's just some kind of monster that that defies description or categorization. Yep, I had a brief argument with our editor uh, Malcolm Flynn earlier about this, uh, whether it's a you know true flamboyant supercar, whether it's just something that demolishes tracks. So, seeing as you're kind of the expert on this, James, what makes in your opinion, what makes a supercar, do you think? Well, look, it's interesting, isn't it? The Nissan GTR has such a tremendous heritage, and Richard, you recently uh, drove the Hakusuka, yep, which is right. you know the genesis of the modern GTRs. It's got such a great lineage in Japan, mm. and it's been in Australia since about 1990 or so when the R32 arrived. But it's got bigger and heavier, and in fact, the chief engineer wants to make it heavier because he sees that as having the car planted on the road and keeping its centre of gravity low and it can grip harder and all that stuff. You think about Colin Chapman, you know, is is re- remove things and then add mm. lightness. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about mm. the power-to-weight ratio. For me, that's more about a sports car ethos mm. is to, to actually lighten the car up and make but, it more agile. But mm. then again, a Ferrari F12 or Superfast or whatever the latest Ferrari is this yep. week, yep. you'd say that's a supercar, wouldn't you? Even I would. That's okay. pretty heavy. That's true. If you're talking supercars, that's true. You're yeah. right to make that point. Um, it's the, the GTR is 1.7 tonnes. Yeah. You know, as a, mm. as a sports car or a sporting type GT. That can carry four people. And yeah. has a big boot. Yep. I mean, yes. It is brutally fast. Mm. It is a fantastically fun car to drive. The problem is, though, uh, as with any supercar, to get to its limits or to get to a point where you actually feel as though you're driving and engaging with the car, your road speed is so high that you'll be in prison quick as look at you. You know, you probably need to think in Australia anyway about using it as a track car. And on the track, it's yeah. big and heavy and it's it's not not quite ponderous, but it's, it's a well, big that, machine. Well, that's yeah. true. I mean, James and I have... Um Driven GTRs before and other other supercars, and GTR is actually too big for a lot of racetracks. Too big for Wakefield. Um, Eastern Creek would be a pretty good size for it. Put it this way: I remember driving the SLS Black down at Phillip Island, and I've never felt Phillip Island shrink so much. That felt like it was Oran Park. It yeah. was tiny. That yeah. car needed a big track to express itself. Yeah, and it felt fantastic around there. Yeah, but the GTR is not in that kind of supercar league. So to help answer your question mm. on that basis. Mm. I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, does a supercar have to have pedigree? Does it have to have yes. breeding? Yeah, is, it, does it have to be a Lamborghini, a Ferrari? Does it yeah. have to be the thing one is, of those things? The thing is that most people will argue it needs to have passion and drama and flair and panache about it. And yeah. I think the Nissan GTR yeah. does have that. I mean, we said before it has heritage, right? Yeah, definitely. Out in the, what, 60s, yeah. 70s with the original yep. one? Yep. yep. It demolished everything at Bathurst constantly to the point where they needed to change the rules so yep. there's that but is it in the same is it the same type of supercar as say a ferrari yeah no, no I, t- I don't I, think I, so i, totally I think it's a japanese supercar yep. it does its own thing it doesn't do the whole yeah let's just make it all exquisite until it breaks the japanese go let's just fill it with gadgets and electronics and i think in its own right with the whole metaphorical, spiritual sense yeah. of it, not the practical lap times, mm. yeah. I think it is, in a way, a supercar. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. It's really interesting. And look, it's one of those ones that there's probably no right answer. Everybody's mm. going to have their yeah. own opinion. Um, I think your point about does a supercar need to have a certain amount of flair and flamboyance and all of that stuff, I think mm. it absolutely does. No one would argue that a Lamborghini Huracan or a Ventador is a supercar because it's a Lamborghini and all that stuff. But what about an NSX? Yeah. Supercar. Supercar. So what makes an NSX a supercar but a GTR not? I suppose I was thinking about the original NSX as yeah. opposed to the more recent yeah. uh, hybrid one. 
Um, I think it's that look at that car. You know, that's a dramatic car. So yeah. to J3's yep. point, it yep. has that sense of presence. Which is true because you could park a GTR in a Bunnings car park and mm. you're not it's not going to get that. So but if it was a P1... I agree. Like so it depends on your parameters. You know, mm. J3, you mentioned the numbers. You know, you could yeah. look at it just in hard black and white terms and say it's got to be this fast mm. and it's got to have this top speed and blah, blah, blah. Or it's got to affect you in a certain way emotionally and it's got to make mm. you think, wow, like that is super. Yeah. That's a supercar. Um, or, you know, you get to your hypercars. Yeah. Um, P1s and LaFerraris and on it goes. Mm. Yeah, covered in um, gold and whatnot. So I think mm. different people will have a different opinion. And you're right, probably. A lot of people in the, the GDR's domestic market would see it as a supercar because in the Japanese context, it's mm. different to seeing it in other parts of the world. Mm. But it's a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. What, where mm. do you, what do you think? Final word on it, Richard? Final word. Look, uh, I think to drive it, it's, it is absolutely brutal. And there aren't many cars where you just look into a space um, when you're driving along and you, and you think about it and you're there. It's, it's ridiculously quick. Yeah. Um, but is it special like in the same way that a Ferrari or a Lamborghini is? Yep. I don't think so. I think it exists in a territory between supercar and muscle car. It's yeah. sort of something I in think between. The right? heritage question is an interesting one because in the longer game, McLaren's been around five minutes, you know. Yeah. They, mm. they built the F1. Okay, that was uh, mm. late 80s or, you know, but then there was a big gap until they came back with, with other cars. Um, the the, the MP412C thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, the McLaren SLR McLe- Mercedes and All thing. that stuff. But, but really, they've been serious about it for a very short period of time and they've elevated straight up to the, to the top. They're yeah. exotic supercars, no doubt about it. And it's probably the Formula One thing and all of that. So I don't know whether it's a factor of time um, it is a factor of uh, DNA and and a different kind of heritage, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But um, we'd love to hear what you think. Tell us, dear listener, what you think and uh, whether you agree with us, disagree with us. It'd be great to get your feedback. Which um, causes us to progress on to our fourth topic. Now, J3, this is another one of yours. Yes. This is about people who have presumably said to you, driving is too hard. Yep. And what on earth is that all about? Fill us in. What's your problem? Well, constantly, like, ever since uh, I've been in... Once people find out I'm interested in cars, I say, what car do you drive? And they go, oh, I don't like driving. Oh, it's too hard. Why? Why is it too hard? I mean, think about the logic. Cars have never been easier to drive than ever. I mean, back in the 1930s, let's say, you'd wake up at three in the morning covered in ice. You'd go out to... (laughs) Hold on, you've woken up covered in ice. No, not me. Where yeah. were you sleeping? How old are you? You can't remember 1930. <laughs> yeah. When were you sleeping? You I'm, ma- I'm making... your friends that don't like to drive? I'm making exaggerated fifties con- assumptions, on, This man. is all falling apart at the seams. Okay, so you've woken but up covered in ice, then you've gone out to the car. What's You're happening with the car? Is that 24-hour time? Is it 7.30 or is it... So you'd go outside, yeah. You'd go out into your car, and then you'd get out the <laughs> cranking handle, and you'd start it so up. So you've you'd got in the car, then you've got out of the car again, <laughs> and got the cranking handle. Cranking handle. Why have you done this? Because it's how. You <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you're in the car. You've got out of the car. You've got the cranking handle. You're still Let covered me in get ice. Get to my point. You're what, are you we- what are you wearing at the time? Are you wearing like a? Um, yeah. Are you nude? Are you covered in ice and nude, or do you have pajamas on? No, James. One of those. Okay. One of those nighties that they carry had in the on. 30s. Carry on, J three. What I'm saying is that cars. That you can buy today have never been easier to drive than Fair ever. enough. Fair I mean, point. Completely. You turn a key, it Who would starts. not agree with that? Yep. You don't need to adjust anything on the fly. You've got, 
you know, you've uh, got nav, you've got you yeah, know you've auto got transmissions, fuel injection, you've, you've got, got reliable engines, all that stuff. Yeah, you've got ABS, you've got disc brakes all around. You don't okay. have to adjust like air to fuel ratios like you no. did back in the. You 40s don't have to grease the bearings every five minutes yeah. and decoke the engine and mm. all that stuff. You've They're also super got reliable uh, the electronic systems. You yep. know, front yep. emergency braking. You've got reversing camera. So when you put it on these people that are telling you it's too hard, what's their response? What do they come back with? Oh, they just go, oh, it's too hard. I, I can't be bothered. I can't and be they, bothered. They, they don't ever back up their Is argument. that because their alternative is just teleporting directly to their, you know, destination? No, it's people my age should just call up your mate and be like, hey, can I get a lift here? And it's always, oh, yeah, okay, I guess. But Do what about the mate who's got a car? Yeah. They don't mind driving. You're the mate. I'm the mate. You're, You're the, the mate. mate. That's and why what do you drive, J3? I <laughs> 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 I have a Getz, Richard. Yes. A Hyundai a Getz. Hyundai yes, Getz. that's currently for sale favorites. should anyone be interested in buying something. J3's Hyundai Getz Smart. Manual? Yeah. Manual? Manual, of course. Manual. Was manual. it a 1.4? Manual. 1.4. 1.5 speed. 5 speed. speed. Come on, James. We all don't live in the okay. 70s. I like the Getz. I'm a fan I'm of the I'm not Getz. a Getz aficionado. Oh, you got a, the Getz is great. There are a lot of them around. There are a lot. Although that number's diminishing day by day. <laughs> <laughs> Good. How many people have you had in your gets before? Um, I think I squeezed in about six. Six? six? Okay, that's illegal. We that's can probably <laughs> cut that I out. Mean, um, now, J3, so what, what do you think is the upshot of these discussions that you're having? Are you able to turn these people around and encourage them to think again no. about the joys of driving? No. Because the thing is, people don't see driving in Australia as something to take pride in there's no passion in it passion right. in it there's right. no i'm going to get up in the morning i'm going to drive to work and, and i'm not going to drive up on it. the sidewalk and kill everybody yeah, yeah, it's right. just people when they get seven 16 it's i got to get a car because i have to i'm so becoming do you think an adult these these sound like candidates for autonomous cars they, yeah. they'd be happier to just morons, jump in a car yeah. and let them yes they land. are more okay listeners we want to hear what you think about that j3's positioning is people keen on autonomous cars as morons do you agree? That'd be good to hear your thoughts. Continue, J3. Well, I don't want to throw them all in the same pool, but they are generally speaking the same type of people who doddle on their phones all day while driving. Uh, okay. Yep, that's a fair point. You constantly see them in traffic, do you not? You do. Richard? You do. Yeah. They infuriate me. Mm. Yeah. I feel like ramming them when so I see it. The yeah. point is just take some pride mm. in your driving. And you will become better at but, it. But I mean, by the same token, I often hear people saying, look, um, younger people, the young people, mm. are more interested in their mobile device or their mm. computer. Social media is everything. Mm. Cars are the past. And yet you go to events like, um, you know, track days mm. and what's the one out at Sydney Motorsport Park oh, where it's the, the time attack, time attack yep. challenges. Yep. And you're just swamped with people that are massively enthusiastic about cars hmm. yeah. there's still a pretty solid pack and you see little kids that still love the fire truck going past yeah. oh, and all of that stuff I love it i think there's something that that clicks mm. in people yeah uh, i don't think it's completely a shot duck put no. it that way maybe mm. we need to have a campaign a road campaign um off j3's idea take pride in driving i think we should have j3 pride in the center of that campaign no nope, i don't think so Really? It, I think it won't last great. long. It'll, You're it'll rotting be, that off It'll be hashing. driven the down pride. into the ground pretty hard. <laughs> Let's bring the 1930s back to drive. J3 well, says hard drive. J3 needs you. Yeah. Let's wake yeah. up in ice the drive. Together. Yeah, like like the American guy. J3 needs you oh, to the drive Uncle a car. Sam. Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam. Yeah. Uncle James. Uncle J3 <laughs> needs you. 
All right, so that's our campaign. That's brilliant. Mm. What a fantastic achievement for that. our first episode to it. start a public education Sh- campaign Changing on the, the joys world. of driving yeah. with J3 as the figurehead. I can see posters. I can see bus side advertising. I think we'll go. Uh, well, I can see banner ads yes. on our site for banner a start. Banner ads on the website. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, look, I'm so excited. It's only episode one yep. of our podcast, and yep. we're already changing the world. Okay, that's good. What a great note to finish on. Let's finish on a high. Um, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, thank you. And our new star, J3. Thank you. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts, as we've mentioned right throughout the show, um, or anything else that's on your mind, or something on the show or anything else that's on your mind. Just search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Flick us an audio file, as we said, and we'll try and get you on the show. Remember to subscribe and please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Hope you can join us next time. And until then, remember, anyone driving slower than you is an idiot and anyone going faster than you is a maniac. 